Welcome to the Pharmacy Playbook podcast series, where ASHP leaders share insights about the pharmacy profession's most compelling topics, from practice advancements to advocacy wins. Thank you for joining us for the Pharmacy Playbook, ASHP's leadership podcast series. I'm your host, Paul Abramowitz, the CEO of ASHP. Today, we're going to talk about the ASHP section of Pharmacy Educators, its mission, its goals, and what we hope to accomplish. With me for this conversation today is Tom Johnson, ASHP President, and Marie Chisholm Burns, Chair of our section. Welcome, Tom and Marie. Thank you, Paul. It's great to be here for this important conversation. I agree. And I'm very pleased to be here to discuss our section's work. Well, thank you. And as our members may recall, ASHP launched this section in July of 2020 to serve as the membership home for pharmacy school faculty, deans, and preceptors who are involved in the training of the pharmacy workforce. We've seen tremendous growth for this section. Now with over 5,600 members who have joined since our start. Marie and Tom, the two of you have been instrumental in bringing this section to life, and we're so thrilled to have you on board. Well, thank you, Paul. It really has been an amazing team. I've had the pleasure of serving as the ASHP Board of Directors Liaison to the new section of Pharmacy Educators and working with this group since the beginning. And with Marie's leadership, the Executive Committee has been super engaged. They've been having great conversations about the state of pharmacy education and ASHP's role in supporting our current and future workforce. And I just think the members are clearly responding to the potential here and the executive committee is just doing an outstanding job. Well, Tom, Paul, I think the timing is just right. As you can imagine, this is a critical time in pharmacy education on so many different levels. Pharmacy educators play an essential role in preparing pharmacists to provide the highest possible level of high quality, compassionate patient care and in developing confident leaders and practitioners. ASHP is in a strong position to create and support these opportunities. And I am so honored to lead this group as we work toward that mission. Absolutely. I think the interest in the new section speaks to our current healthcare environment. The COVID-19 pandemic has shown how quickly healthcare and the pharmacy profession can change and how critical education and training are to meet evolving patient care demands. Building on ASHP's 79-year history of supporting heightened standards and training for pharmacy professionals, ASHP is well positioned to support educators in all settings, preparing the next generation of practitioners to provide the highest level of interprofessional patient care in highly dynamic and complex environments. And I know this section has been incredibly busy over the last few months. Marie and Tom, can you give us an update? I certainly can, Paul. Once the executive committee was appointed in September, our first priority was to create a strategic plan. And create a strategic plan is exactly what we did. The strategic plan really helps us set a direction for the section and determine what priorities to focus on first. We pull from the executive committee's expertise, some existing data, and listen to our members' needs through the section's 
first virtual roundtable discussion during the ASHP mid-year clinical meeting. After many conversations in evaluating student recruitment and residency training trends, practice reports, workforce survey data, and contemporary issues affecting pharmacy education, we then established our mission and vision. As I alluded to earlier, and evident by our membership's needs, our mission is to support pharmacy educators, which includes pharmacists, pharmacy technicians, and others in preparing, engaging, and advancing the pharmacy workforce to optimize health. Accomplishing this mission will ensure that the pharmacy workforce is highly educated and trained to optimize health. Our goal is that the work of this section will support pharmacy educators and be in full alignment with ASHP's greater goals and initiatives. Those are great points, Marie. I think that alignment you talked about is evident through each advisory group that your executive committee has come up with and their respective charges. And I'd like to go through those here. And I know as your group discussed and walked through all this, it was hard to narrow everything down. There were so many great ideas. And that list seems to keep growing every time you meet. But I know you you, uh, have your four initial advisory groups. I want to make sure we go through them now. So first, development of the educational workforce which will focus on supporting the development of pharmacy student, resident, and technician preceptors and promoting the value of pharmacy educators among the interprofessional care team. Second advisor group is the development of student education and learning experiences, which will focus on supporting faculty and preceptors of student pharmacists. Third is development of postgraduate education and learning experiences, which will focus on supporting faculty and preceptors of pharmacy residents. And then fourth, collaboration between health systems and academia which will focus on supporting initiatives that encourage collaboration between schools and colleges of pharmacy and healthcare institutions on a number of workforce training and educational topics. Thank you both, Marie and Tom. You certainly highlighted a lot of very important work. And I really appreciate the alignment with ASHP's overall mission and vision as most of our key initiatives touch all aspects of practice and education. So now let's focus on the individual educator for a moment. Marie, can you tell me a bit more about that? Well, Paul, this year and last year have been years like no other. And we have to acknowledge that pharmacy educators are impacted by all of these changes in multiple ways as they carry many responsibilities within their identity. Educators are also individual practitioners who are currently facing changing clinical responsibilities. The way we deliver care is changing and patients' needs are evolving too. In terms of faculty and preceptors, they are experiencing increasing demands and changes as well. Our teaching approach is vastly different. Just think about it. Just think about the growth of the virtual learning environment and the volume and experience of learners many of our colleagues are taking on among so many other things. And of course, there is the mentorship piece for every educator. You have to process environmental challenges, not only for yourself, but also guide your learners through these challenges. There's a professional obligation and responsibility to develop competent practitioners and leaders who are well-rounded. This goes beyond the clinical knowledge piece, but closely relates to the well-being of learners. 
their understanding of social dynamics, and passing along core values of professionalism. No doubt, it is a lot to address. Absolutely, Marie. It certainly is a lot to address, especially in the broader context of the evolving healthcare landscape. Over the past year, ASHP has remained committed to supporting the incredible work that our members are doing on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition, the SHP Board of Directors recently approved the recommendations of ASHP's Task Force on Racial Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. In addition to that, the National Academy of, of Medicine Action Collaborative on Clinician Wellbeing and Resilience has announced a two-year extension of its work, and ASHP certainly applauds the continuation of this an initiative that's more important than ever amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Marie and Tom, can you talk a bit more about how this section aligns with those particular ASHP priorities? Sure. Instead of focusing on each initiative independently, the executive committee recognized the complexities of our educators' role and decided to create cross-cutting goals and charges. The first cross-cutting goal is diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI. You mentioned ASHP's work on DEI and the serious issues of racial inequities. We felt that this issue is far too big and far too important to limit. So we decided to create charges around DEI, cultural sensitivity and awareness, and humility across all of our advisory groups. This is the responsibility of everyone, but in particular, it's the responsibility of this section as a whole. Also, we took well-being and resilience and made it another cross-cutting goal. Every advisory group will be charged with looking at the well-being of pharmacy educators from a different angle. We have to address this issue as individuals and as practitioners, and also support their ability to recognize and address burnout and mental health issues within themselves, their colleagues, and their learners. Finally, and this probably comes as no surprise to any one of you, the impact on pharmacy educators and their ability to deliver quality training and education is another important topic that made it across all advisory groups. You mentioned it earlier, Paul, and we agree that this pandemic has had a profound impact on everyone's lives. The way we interact, the way we teach, the way we care for our patients, and the way we advance together as a profession. You know, Marie, just listening to you talk just now, it, it really was inspiring to be part of these conversations with the executive committee over the last several months and really figure out what ASHP can bring to the table. I know this group spent hours diving into each of these issues and ensuring that we've explored every barrier and opportunity and found all kinds of things that we finally just needed to focus and, and get to some action items here. And, you know, my role is, as a board liaison is to help bring in ASHP's larger mission and vision to the conversation, ensure that what we're doing is going on in full synchronization with our core values as an organization. And I'm proud to say that we have been doing exactly that and under your leadership and the executive committee. It's just been outstanding. You know, there's no shortage of inspiration for ideas. The ASHP's DEI task force recommendations have been finalized now, as you've been talking about, and many of them focus on our workforce pipeline and education and encouraging 
people within that pipeline in our education systems. And ASHP's recent renewal of sponsoring the NAM Collaborative National Academy of Medicine on clinician well-being and resilience, and you mentioned that as well, that this growing portfolio of COVID-19 resources and efforts around practice advancement, they all roll in here and they're all part of the educators section and how we build a resilient and diverse workforce. The strategic plan you've been working on is, is just the beginning for the section. And the next step is to really turn that over to those advisory group leaders to help produce those great resources and education that will support every charge and accomplish our mission. I feel a tremendous sense of pride for all of our SHP members and volunteers, but I am so inspired by this section's leadership. Education has been part of ASHP's fabric from the very beginning, and you both have done a phenomenal job leading the way and amplifying our members' voices. I'm confident that our next steps will continue to produce great results. Marie and Tom, any final thoughts for us before we wrap up today? Thanks, Paul and Tom, for this great discussion. I'd like to mention that we are currently accepting applications for all of the advisory groups. We encourage faculty, preceptors, and clinical practitioners who contribute to the education and training of our workforce in all stages and settings to consider joining. We want you. This is a great opportunity to offer your time and expertise to support each other and our profession. Visit ashp.org for information on how to apply. The deadline is May 1st. Well, I just want to thank you, Marie, for your tremendous leadership. It is clear that the section of pharmacy educators will play a key role in ensuring we can provide our educators with an even greater voice as we work together to face the immense healthcare challenges of today and tomorrow. We certainly stand ready to serve as leaders in ensuring exemplary education and training for the pharmacy workforce. And I can't thank you and the executive committee enough. So thank you. Well, that concludes our discussion for today. Thank you very much, Tom and Marie, for joining us for such a great conversation. To our listeners, please visit ashp.org for more information about the section of pharmacy educators and how to submit your application for one of the section's advisory groups. Join us next time for another episode of the Pharmacy Playbook, where Tom and I discuss ASHP initiatives and explore compelling pharmacy topics. Catch up on any episodes you may have missed on ASHP Official. Thanks for joining us for the Pharmacy Playbook. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time for more insights from ASHP leaders.